Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into The Stylish Bride, the podcast dedicated to making sure you are dressed, styled, and down the aisle. So I'm so excited to be here today with Beth Chapman, who does many, many things very well. She's an owner of a bridal boutique. She's an author of the White Dress series, and she's the founder of the White Dress Society. So um, we're going to be talking about bridal market trends and all of the interesting things that she's been doing in her salon. So thanks so much for being here today, Beth. Thanks for having me. You know, one of the things that I have admired about you for a long time is how well you do so many different things. So I really want to go through and let our listeners know what they are. Tell, tell us what you do. Sure. So um, firstly, I am a bridal boutique owner. I founded my boutique, which is located on the shoreline of Connecticut, the white dress by the shore, 15 years ago. And that really just came out of a love of bridal, honestly. I, I was working in New York in fashion and got married myself. Um, and like so many brides do, fell in love with bridal and decided to move out of the city and open a bridal boutique. So that happened. We're to be celebrating 15 years in February, which oh, is really congratulations. exciting. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and through that, I've sort of, through, through owning the boutique, I developed a love of styling. You know, styling was something that I did in my previous life in New York, um, carried it forward into my boutique's styling my own photo shoots. And then I got involved in some editorial shoots for magazines and essentially um, put together a compilation of a lot of my styled work um, in conjunction with my co-authors, Candace Coppola, who's an event planner, and Carla Tonight, who's a photographer, into two coffee table books that are part of the White Dress series. Um, our latest one just came out called The White Dress Destinations. So that's been a really fun adventure, learning how to produce a book and also to write a book. So that's been a fun adventure. And then lastly, I'm a consultant. Through my time owning my boutique, and I sort of coupled my love of styling and my love of teaching and created another business called Beth Chapman Styling and Consulting. And in the styling arm of the business, I do that editorial styling for magazines and, and brands. And then I also also provide day of dressing service. So I, like you, Julie, am there on the day of the wedding and can provide assistance with dressing, styling, all of that. I'm sort of the, an insurance policy on the day of the wedding. Yeah, it's so important. <laughs> it is so, so important. Um, it's such an important service. And it's one that so many times brides don't realize the importance of it until they've experienced it. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you hear it all the time. They say, oh my gosh, what would we have done if you weren't here? You know, and you wish you could somehow record that moment or capture that moment and share it with all the brides because it is such an important thing for both the bride to have, but also if they have a planner for the planner to have, because it really allows the planner and the designer to focus on their task at hand, which is making the day flawless and beautiful. And it allows us to focus on anything fashion related so that the day can go seamlessly. That is a lot, Beth. How do you manage all of that? Well, you know, that's not even everything. So that's consulting side of my business is I consult with other bridal store owners. So, you know, in owning my bridal store, by myself, I sort of developed, sometimes I felt like I was a little bit on an island by myself thinking, is anybody out there, you know, feeling how I'm feeling? And of course, as we know, the bridal industry has evolved so much. So I started consulting with other bridal stores um, and assisting them in, in having their bridal store be the best it can be. Through that, I developed a video series called The Series, or it's now The Series 2.0, which is a series of videos for bridal store owners and their sales associates to help them to increase their sales and profitability. And I've also developed this society called the White Dress Society, which, which started as a private Facebook group. And it's really just a forum for independent bridal store owners to come together 
together. And our tagline is ask, speak, share. And it's just a place where you can ask questions, you can speak your mind about anything you're frustrated with or a customer situation that you're having that's challenging and you don't know how to handle or share innovative ideas about how you're taking your business to the next level. So it's a lot of things, but it's all things that I'm passionate about. And it's all things that sort of really do intertwine and connect together what I do on a day-to-day basis. And it's, you know, the question I think you had was, how do I do what I do? You know, you just do what you're passionate about. I follow my passion. There's ebbs and flows in the business. Sometimes at certain times of the year, of course, I'm so busy with my styling clients and my dressing clients. At other times, you know, the White Dress Society is at its peak. We do a retreat once a year in May. So that's a very, very busy time for us. And then my bridal store, you know, has its its seasons and its ebbs and flows as well. But because I've owned my store for 15 years, I have an incredible support system and staff in place at the store. And they really allow, you know, the business to, to be able to run without me at times when I'm able to focus on other things. And that's really sort of the key to my success. That's really incredible. And I think that you're an inspiration because being able to set it up so that you have the right people working with you that you can really trust, I think is something that is difficult for a lot of type A people to do. And for sure, (laughs) I'm speaking out of like, you know, from my own perspective, where I have trouble letting go. And, you know, but I I also know that I have to to be able to do more and achieve more. So I find that really inspiring. Not to mention, you're also a mom and your oldest just went to college, didn't she? She's a freshman in college, um, which is mind blowing on so many levels and doing so great and thriving. And then I have a son who's a sophomore in high school, and he's fully immersed in football. So Right now, I feel a little bit like an empty nester. So part of me feels like I have all the time in the world to do all of these things. Right. But yes, it's definitely a balancing act, as so many working moms have. But the key to that really is, you know, setting up some procedures and structures in place. And that's sort of how I get around the type A-ness, because I sort of create these procedures and structures of how each of my businesses are supposed to be run. So that way, especially in my boutique, it can run without me because my associates know the procedures of how something's supposed to take place. We have procedures for everything from client interaction to fittings to how to have a successful bridal appointment. And that really makes sure that each of our clients has a consistent experience, a consistent exceptional experience, and that it's always done the same way. And I'm confident that it can be done whether I'm there or not there. That's fantastic. I I think that that's inspirational also. I mean, really, you would have to to have that in place to be able to do all of the different things that you do. But I love how they blend together and that you're really able to kind of mesh the overall look in many different ways. Tell me a little bit about in your store, what you're seeing brides are asking for before we talk about bridal market trends, which I definitely want to get into. I'm interested in hearing from your perspective, like what you're finding from your clients. Yeah. So we have seen a shift, you know, I'm in Connecticut. So sometimes anything that's quote unquote, a trend takes a little longer to sort of trickle down to us, even though we're right outside of the city. It just, it takes a little longer for my Connecticut brides that tend to be a little more classic and conservative to sort of embrace things. But ironically, one of the things that we're seeing right now is this return to the the classic feel. And so we have sort of two extremes right now that we're seeing. We're either have girls who are looking for just a very clean, simple dress with no embellishment, no lace, nothing, or they're looking for sort of all the bells and whistles on their dress. They want either a lot of embellishment or a lot of texture or in conjunction with sort of a really unique silhouette. So it's sort of two extremes that we're seeing happening right now in terms of what brides are asking us for. 
Oh, that's so interesting. I was speaking with Shelley Brown, the fashion editor of The Knot, last week. She was on the podcast, and we were talking about how the return to the clean and classic is really the princess mm-hmm. effect, we think. And, yes. you know, how the royal weddings are really influencing style right now. For sure. I mean, we saw it, you know, even at bridal market too, but I think we're going to start to see a lot of conversations about halters now, of course, because of the Duchess's reception look that was so, so stunning. But so what's interesting about what we're we're calling the princess effect is that girls are brides are coming in specifically asking for this clean look, but they're not necessarily referencing the royal wedding, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, so they're not necessarily using Meghan Markle as a muse, which I thought for sure they would. And that may still come. I'm not sure. But but absolutely, we saw we've seen a sudden shift in the last few months um, to a very clean aesthetic, which, of course, I'm so thrilled about because that's really our target our target client is just a very classic bride. And it's it's to me what every bride should look like. So I'm thrilled. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think the designers are giving us some options for it again, which is nice because we didn't see a lot of clean and classic for a while. It was all lace and embellishment. And so in this particular trend, I think that the designers are up to date. I think so too. I think so too. And just we are seeing so many variations of necklines. The one thing that I can tell you that we're hearing consistently from brides as well is they don't want strapless. I mean, they walk in saying, I don't want strapless. And, you know, that's a question we always ask about what kind of silhouettes they're looking for. And we look at Pinterest boards and we certainly are still selling strapless dresses because some women just look beautiful in that silhouette and that neckline. But it's one thing they're consistently saying they don't want. They prefer some kind of neckline treatment, whether it's, a, you know, spaghetti straps are really coming into their own. V-necks continue to be strong. Um, and we're seeing more boat necks as well. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think that a lot of brides for the last, you know, several years have been saying that, you know, they don't want strapless, but then ending up in strapless. And what I'm seeing Correct. now is now the girls that are saying that are actually sticking to it. And maybe there's just more options out there for them. Whereas like a couple of years ago, there really were very few, but I've noticed that shift as well. Yeah. There's so many more options. You know, I keep saying this, you know, for the past several seasons, I've been saying this, but it's really an amazing time to be a bride because there are so many choices and there are so many options. And But I do recognize that also can be challenging for brides because it's like they sort of have this mindset of, well, where do I begin? Because there are so many style choices, but it's just a matter of working with the right people to help you find the right look, I think. I think that's absolutely true. And I think especially, you know, it's not that social media is a new thing, but this is an Instagram business right now. And, you know, you see right. so many in- images and, you know, I guess it's really an Instagram culture at the moment where, you know, you're seeing everything. And I don't know that that's going to change, but I've had several brides recently say to me, oh, I can't try on that silhouette because my friend's friend wore it a year ago right. or whatever. Right. And so it does, it makes yes. it a lot more challenging to really find something that not only do you love, but that, you know, you feel comfortable wearing from all different aspects. Yeah. And it's truly unique to you. We try to partner in my boutique with designers who allow us to customize. We love to customize gowns because then even if their sister's cousin's friend wore it, we can make it look completely different, you know? And so I love being able to customize gowns based on the silhouette that the bride is looking for, the aesthetic of her wedding, all of those factors. Um, it's, It's a lot of fun for us. Now, do you do that in alterations a lot or are you doing it in production with the designers? A little bit of both. It depends on the designer. Like I said, we really do try to partner with designers who will customize. Um, not In this day and age, not many are able to 
to do that because yeah. of the expense of it. It all depends on where production takes place. Um, so for those who aren't able to do it in production, we have an amazing team of seamstresses in-house. And so um, we have one seamstress in partic- particular that just absolutely loves recreating gowns and customizing gowns. And so it's a lot of fun for our whole team to be able to do that. Yeah, that's very cool. And I love that, you know, even if it's just creating a convertible style where she has one look going down the aisle and then can take it off and change it exactly. up for the reception. And I talk about that a lot where it saves you time and brides don't realize that it takes at least 20 minutes per outfit change on your wedding day. And they don't get Oh, it. at least. At Absolutely. Least. Yeah. And that's if they're being yeah. really efficient. Yeah. So I love giving them the option of like taking off an overskirt or taking off a lace jacket and putting a different belt on or whatever and saving all that time because that's time you don't get back. For sure. And there's there's so many options now that you can completely transform your look and your guests won't even realize that you didn't change. Exactly. There's there's so many options that designers are providing, which makes it a really great, really fabulous for brides because a lot of times they love their gowns so much as well they should that they don't want to take it off. Yeah. That they don't want to change, but yet they still want another look. So these these can convertible options are, are great options to be able to change it up. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And uh, so which designer is your top seller at your boutique? We have several. We sell Haley Page extremely well. It's funny uh, talking about Instagram because our two top designers right now are both designers that whose brands were really made and have evolved on Instagram. And those are Haley Page and Made With Love. Brides come to us specifically asking for those two designers. Um, but above and beyond that, um, we're selling a designer called Antonio Gall very well, who's out of New York and does a very clean, all of his gowns are very clean and classic. And he's all about really interesting, beautiful seeming details. So brides are really embracing that right now. Um, which is a lot of fun. Um, and we're selling Ramona Caveja. We sell Legends by Ramona Caveja. We're selling that very well. Again, a very clean and classic look and a great variation of different necklines and silhouettes from her. So those are our top sellers at the moment. But it's always evolving, which is kind of fun. It is. And I feel like every market, you know, it's always fascinating to me, the new designers that show at Bridal Market that, you know, you may or may not have ever heard of, but are launching in the States for the first time because it's really where, you know, designers want to be for the wedding culture. And 10 years ago, we didn't see these new designers coming from Australia and Israel and all of these places. And now, you know, I feel like every bridal market, we get these new designers that we've never even heard of. And, you know, they're doing incredible work. Incredible work. It's amazing. And again, so much of it comes from Instagram. Yep. It's really incredible. You know, they start, they get their start on Instagram, honestly, and then they sort of, you know, grow and grow. And then they are at market. You know, one designer that I saw this market who really grew on Instagram is chosen by one day. I don't know if you had a chance to see them, but their dresses are exceptional. They're the ones that do those amazing sparkly dresses that are all over Pinterest and Instagram. But then they also ironically brought in all of these really clean, beautiful dresses as well. And they are, they're an Australian based designer. And it's just so I agree with you. It's so fun. But at the same time, you know, from a stylist perspective, it's so exciting to me because there's so many choices from a buyer's perspective. When I put that hat on, it's over overwhelming because it's like, oh my gosh, how do you choose? There's so many great designers out there. You know, it it gets a little bit challenging sometimes to decide on to transition to new designers and decide who to pick up and who to bring in. Absolutely. And it has to, you know, the processes have to be in place there too, because when they're young and new and particularly international, it can be challenging. So for sure. (laughs) Yes. It's important Um, to fully vet those. Absolutely. So 
you know, talking about bridal market, tell me what your favorite trends that emerged were. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Oh gosh, I'm very excited about jumpsuits. Actually, we've been seeing jumpsuits for a few seasons, but this season I thought they were had such amazing, interesting details. Whether they had capes attached to them, whether they had interesting appliques, I don't know. I just think there were so many options for jumpsuits, and I love the concept of transforming a jumpsuit. So having a long sleeve jumpsuit and wearing maybe a tulle skirt over it for the ceremony when you don't know that there's a jumpsuit underneath there, but then revealing the jumpsuit for the for the reception, I think yeah. is a whole lot of fun. I love all the feminine details that are being shown right now, whether it's all the floral appliques or I'm such a big fan of a bow, you know, any, I'll take a bow and put a bow on anything. So yep. loving all the bow details and just all different types of bows, which are so fun. I adore capes. So I, I've been loving this cape trend that's been going on for a couple of seasons. Um, again, I think it's a great alternative to a veil. It's a great way to, for a bride to transform a look. And I'm really just excited about all the different neckline options. I'm so thrilled to see this this boat neck come back in. I think we're going to see spaghetti straps really reemerge as a very, very strong trend because it's such a delicate feminine neckline. Um, and then, of course, halters. Again, the, the princess, the, the royal effect, I think we'll see the halter neckline because of Megan's um, reception dress that she wore. And I think that's a great fun neckline, too. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because I think that dress almost got more attention than the wedding dress. It did. You know, every bride wants to look really chic like that. You know, the wedding gown, her wedding gown was a little polarizing. And it's funny because I sort of predicted I had someone sketch what I thought that the, she was going to wear. And it was essentially that exact dress, which I was very happy about. But I thought that the wedding, her wedding dress was perfect for her and it was perfect for the occasion. It really checked all the boxes. But there were a lot of people who thought it was too clean and too simple even though I think it was totally her aesthetic. But I think everyone loved the fact that she was a little bit sexy in the way that she would be sexy, right. you know, for her reception and showing off her fabulously toned shoulders. And that was just such a gorgeous neckline. And I honestly think we probably saw that that silhouette interpreted on every designer's runway at every price point. Don't you agree? It was out there everywhere. A hundred percent. And Shelly yeah. said the same exact thing. We saw it. Yeah everywhere. And that's great yeah. because I mean, you know, the thing about that dress is that it's really hard to wear unless you have a great shape. When something's cut on the bias, it's not an easy thing. But because there are so many options out there that you can find one that fits every figure. Yeah. And they had did it, you know, designers did it in all different fabrications, yep. different interpretations of it. So I do think that there will be a halter out there for every bride, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Even the fuller busted, which is a whole different, whole different episode that we'll have to talk about exactly. sometime. Exactly, <laughs> it could go on for days. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Well, Beth, thank you so much for being here. I've loved talking to you. I love talking all things fashion and style with you, and I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you, Julie. I'm so I'm so happy that you're doing this podcast. You have such a the perfect voice for this, but you also just are the perfect person to talk about all things bridal fashion. So I'm glad to be a part of it. Well, thank you so much. That's really nice of you. And for all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that it's been helpful and informative and that you've enjoyed listening to it as much as I've enjoyed talking to Beth. And if you have any questions that we didn't answer, please reach out. You can get in touch through Instagram and my handle is at the stylish bride or through my website, thestylishbride.com. And you can find Beth on Instagram and her handle. She has two, actually. The first one is her for her boutique, which is at the white dress. And Beth's other Instagram handle is Beth Chapman Styling. So definitely check it out. 
And we would love to hear from you. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please give it a great review wherever you get your podcasts from because it'll help make other listeners aware of us. You can also check out Andy's show where he interviews all sorts of amazing people in our industry. And you can really get the behind the scenes with some of the top, most influential wedding designers, um, dress designers, planners, photographers, anyone you can think of, he's probably interviewed. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure that you don't miss a tip on how to be dressed, styled, and down the aisle. This podcast has been brought to you by Chambord Black Raspberry Liqueur, which reminds you to please drink responsibly. Chambord Black Raspberry Liqueur, 16.5% alcohol by volume, imported by Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Bye for now.